0: good afternoon good evening good morning ladies and gentlemen wherever you are in the world this is your boy c-i-double-z-y you dig back with the culture talks so happy to have you guys listening today and again again you heard you heard correctly again we got another guest on we're consistent with the shits um go ahead and introduce yourself my brother
1: What's up, people? It's Jason Lyons here, coming with C I. How you say? <laughs> C I double Z Y. I love that shit, man. Hey, well, I actually was just talking to uh a family friend earlier about you. Uh they were like, he messaged me on Facebook basically asking how the family's doing, da da. And like, bro, you just you're a positive dude, bro. It's it's cool that you're a good dude like that. You know, appreciate what I'm saying? you, appreciate you. If we need more people like you out here. On some real shit Bless, yeah man yeah.
0: I mean, at the end of the day I just I'm like realizing bro We're so young But if we get ahead of the game Like in terms of mentality How we treat people How we go about business What we learn about finan- Finances jobs, If we get ahead of the game At a young age Like we're gonna be dubbed out When we're older Like think about There's never like A wrong time to start or anything But if we like Learn how to be kind to people if we learn how to respect people, if we learn how to um, show love to our peers, even yeah. if we're not best friends with them or if we haven't talked to them, if we don't talk to them that much, these are all like qualities or like baseline things that are just good human character traits. And if we learn how to master them at like 20 years old right. or 19 years bro? old or something, it's like I feel like it's just makes life a little bit better.
1: Well state. bro, it's just crazy to think like when I was like seventeen, the way I would treat people versus now, like on some ego shit, bro, just like thinking. I can't be nice to another male cause he'd think I'm a bitch or something like that. Like, bro, it don't even make sense. Like as long as you're good to people, good things are going to happen, bro. Facts.
0: That's crazy that you brought that up. Cause it's like a thing that needs to talk about, needs, needs to be talked about, especially like in the men's like area, like in, in our genre of, yeah. uh, of, of gender, <laughs> um, knowing that there's so many genres nowadays, um, but <laughs> in our genre of gender, um, like, is is toxic masculinity where we think that we have to behave a certain way or treat people a certain way to be perceived as an alpha. You know right. what I'm saying? And it's like, Exactly what you just mentioned right there Is something I see so much day to day Like if I'm like loving and kind to people Like my homie, Not really my many of my homies But some of my homies are like Bro, you soft. Why are you always treating people like right. that Why are you always like smiling ah, at they, people That
1: kindness for weakness Exactly, exactly yeah. And it's like
0: no, nah, that's a strength of my G like, mm-hmm. like although my intention is purely just to be kind Like right. I don't have no ulterior motives But at the end of the day If we wanted to jump into that lane too Like that gives you leverage as well mm-hmm. In business and friendships and anything, if you're always treating people with love and respect, people only want to do good things for you at the right. end of the day. So it's like, bro, if I treat you like that and you appreciate that as being my homie, like why can't I treat everyone in the world like that? You, right. you, you, you just a human like them. You might be around me more. So uh, we got a little bit special of a more special of a friendship. But yeah. at the end of the day, I'm about to treat and bro, you. And bro,
1: better believe that the first impression you make on somebody, being nice, they're gonna remember you forever. Forever.
0: You don't even have to and see And if them you're for a change. dick,
1: first impression, that's see, that's one thing I've been trying to work on is first impressions because I'm sure I've been addicted to somebody the first time I met them. And they're like, man, fuck that dude, Jay. Like, first time I met him, he was on some bullshit type. I'm like, just trying to be a better person than every time I meet somebody new, someone I've been trying to work on. Yeah, it's like
0: when we run into people and like that ran into one of our homies or one of our friends and they like try to like talk down on them and we know our friend's a good person but mm-hmm. just because they had a bad first impression they don't yeah. really they're like ah oh, man i don't really hang out with that person i don't really trust them or i don't right, know. Right. In, in your head you like you they homie so you already know who they are you're like man why mm-hmm. And it's just exactly like you just said they left a bad first impression not right. on purpose but might have done some like you know, funny dickhead shit, and the other person took it badly because it's their first time being around. Yeah,
1: and, bro, people, whenever you don't know somebody, you don't know, A, their humor, B, the way that they interact. So they could have said something just being, like, funny, and you took it the wrong way because you had no idea how they act. Facts. facts.
0: That's, like, something all, I feel like every single human, even us humans who think we're, like, good at that already, is something we need to work on because, like, I don't know, I'll be around people, and I'll be like, I don't think this dude's kind of funny, like acting weird. Like, why are you being disrespectful right now? But that's just their way of humor. And everyone else in the room knows them, so they know that's their humor. But I might be in a room and be like, this dude is a little funny, dog. Like, I don't know if I really want to be around you that much. But you really just have to try to understand people for who they are and and respect it and then decide how much you want to be around them. Because you ain't got to hate. Even if somebody's like, one thing that I like been preaching to people, not preaching, but like I'll tell to my friends is like, if somebody's a dickhead or like truly a dickhead, like full mm-hmm. on, like they just a dick, like, shit, right? like they're just yeah piece of shit.
1: It don't mean you have
0: to hate them. You just don't need to be around yeah, them. Yeah, bro. Like, like, like with them. it's like, it's like, boom, they come around, they're being rude, everything like that. You don't like their energy. Cool. You don't need to be like, hey, you're being rude. I hate your energy. You're an asshole. I don't like you. No, nah, you just be like, Whatever. stay quiet yeah. and then don't come around them no more. If you see them, you can smile salute whatever right. keep it pushing like that's what i do especially when i move back home there's a lot of people i don't rock with t- from now in high school i just never rock with them like that because i didn't respect how they treat people or i don't mm-hmm. respect their energy but it doesn't mean i don't like got love for them as another human being because i do have love for all human beings but right. it's like i'm not gonna engage with you if i see you and you in and you say what's up i'm like Salute, so and i'm gonna like, keep it pushing i'm not gonna stay around try to mm-hmm. have a fake conversation with i'm warriors. not gonna try to hang out with you outside i'm not gonna dm you and be like let's hang out because mm-hmm. you're cool in town or something like that like i'm just like respect you for whoever you are right, love right. but i don't want to be around that keep it pushing mm-hmm. Yep. so it's just about being in control of your surroundings at the end of the day i feel like that really helps speaking of like environments and who you're around um so for those of you that don't know, my guy, I said my guy, I'm about to try to come up with a nickname for you right there and like myself. Hey, now <laughs> <laughs> nah, it was going to be whack. You don't even want to hear it. So <laughs> so, anyways, my guy, Jason, right here is for those of you that don't know, you know, would you, would you refer to it as a newcomer in the fighting game or would you say? like? Yeah,
1: I'm fairly new. I mean, I've only been doing it for about a year. Uh, my first fight was Saturday night. Um, Unfortunately, couldn't get the dub out there. Went in pretty confident. Uh, the dude was just a great grappler, man. I was beating the shit out of him on the ground or whatever and coming down with some blows. And
0: Facts. If y'all fight, saw the video on the internet, because some people posted a video on the book, y'all saw he was laying down some shlammers. We were like, was- oh,
1: snap. bro. And I thought yeah. that the ref was going to stop it because mm-hmm. I, mean, I was just dead him on. Damn hard. Yeah. Um, but I just was like seeing red, man, and didn't. Didn't stay composed. Uh, got into the dude's guard. He got me in an arm bar, and that's all she wrote. So, so it'd be like that. Yeah, man. It was it was super frustrating, but I mean, like I said, I I trained so damn hard for that thing. I gave it my all, um, and it's not going to be the last time. It was the first time. It shit. was the first time. Damn. So yeah, I, I mean, I might go down to Oklahoma for the next fight just oh, because sick. it was. Dude, I had like three hundred people there watching me. I sold a, a shitload of tickets, and it. Bro, I don't know if you've ever been in front of 300 people you know fighting, but it's kind of – it's scary, bro. Not like, bad. I looked out, they're kind of like, oh, oh I shit. I know you. I know yeah. you. I know you. Hey, what's that, first, yeah. fourth grade teacher? <laughs> so that happened, and then losing in front of 300 people sucks even worse. But, I mean, bro, it happened. You learn from your mistakes. And Bill's builds character as well. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. And going in there made me feel like I can do anything. You know what I'm saying? Because, I mean, it takes a lot of balls to get in that motherfucker. I ain't going to lie. Yeah, bro, and I'm, now I'm like just that. like feel like I've always wanted to do stand up and expand my horizon on different things, and I feel like it's given me so much confidence to just do anything, really. That's you know powerful. I mean? That's
0: powerful. I think one thing that like points towards is like doing just one thing that scares the shit out of you, and it may not have scared the shit out of you, or maybe it did. No, oh, and, yeah, but... and I feel
1: like I, I would have done a little bit better if it would have. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that I might have not thought my opponent was as good as he was. But you can't ever judge a book by its cover. Facts. And dude had been training jujitsu for seven years. I've been a little less than one. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But he was a super cool cat, man. Uh, after the fight, we like talked. We're cutting it up behind uh, backstage or whatever. And I was gonna try to get him a drink, but he lives in St. Joe's, so he had to like dip out. <laughs> yeah, had on that
0: little nice little drive. Yeah, back
1: but no nah, respect to that dude. William Shepard, he's a dog. Uh, yeah
0: i think like i think like from the outside looking in especially non-fighters it's super easy for us to like judge a book by its cover yeah, so easily because like you'll look at somebody's composure how they carry themselves you look at everything that has nothing to do with fighting uh-huh. <laughs> and use that as like your baseline and then you know people feed that into the fighter's ear and something mm-hmm. especially like which is like there's there's a point where it's confidence and then it's kind of just disrespecting the other opponent. and like, and like Right, which I yeah. would
1: never do, bro. That's not what I'm ever about. Like sportsmanship's a big thing to me. Mm-hmm. And I almost act, like accidentally walked out of the cage and my coach was like, bro, be a good sport. I was like, fuck, I'm not even trying to be a be dickhead big, yeah. and leave. I just was so frustrated and so much shit going on in my head, I almost straight dip before they raised the dude's hand, mm-hmm. but went back in. Was like, good shit. I mean, yeah, I was upset, but yeah. And that but that pisses me off whenever other fighters will just be talking shit to their mm-hmm. opponents. Like if you got beef with somebody before a fight, yeah, I get it. That's different. But yeah. like talking wet on somebody for no fucking reason.
0: Yeah, just for cap what that's what I call capri.
1: Yeah. I don't even call it
0: cap. I just call it capri. <laughs> right. That's like when you're doing it for absolutely no reason whatsoever, yeah. but just to like con- just so you look better. I don't know. I guess right. Cloud Capri. I don't really know what to call it. That's why I call it Capri. Well, and I
1: mean, it's it's weird because you are going out there to basically have a war with somebody. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's still a sport. Mm-hmm. So, I mean.
0: So, there's a level of sportsmanship that still
1: needs to be there, at least at a baseline. Yeah, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, somebody could think way yeah, differently. differently about it. But in my opinion, I think it's it's disrespectful whenever someone's like fuck you, you ain't shit, da, 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 just because they're going to fight him. It's like, okay, now if that person was talking on about your family or something mm-hmm. like that, then that's a different story. Which there's this dude named Colby Covington in the UFC that I I hate the dude because he'll be talking about people's wives, like their religion, cool. shit like that. Out, that. Like cheap blows, out. bro. And the, and the thing that makes me the most fan is because the dude doesn't act like that behind the scenes. It's all for the camera,
0: mm-hmm. which – that was always my Capri, thing. Of, bro. Yeah, exactly. Capri. Capri. <laughs> that was always my thing of fighting, Is I couldn't like, when watching, being, trying to be a fan, is like, I had like mixed feelings about um, watching and like enjoying it. Cause like, first I like enjoy all the, like, you know, mouthing off and everything right, like that. Right, but right. then up, half baby? of me. BP? I assume that's BP. Yeah. Got the Dairy Queen. Dairy Queen on say. day. Hey, pop, oh, I was about to say what's up to the camera, but then it turned off right in the middle of it. Come say, Come, Come say what's up. Come say up. It's okay. That's Ain't no interruptions on this podcast, G. Okay, okay. Yo, we have BP in the house. Go ahead and introduce yourself, my brother. Hey, this is Brett. You know what I'm saying? How y'all doing today? <laughs> blessings, blessings, yo. Hey, for those of you that don't know, you know, BP is a young hooper. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? He might. I don't know if he considers himself a retiree yet, but I don't. Nah. Hey, I'm
1: 23, man. This rookie's in the NBA, just getting
0: in there. Facts, facts. Literally freshman season.
1: (laughs) Have a tryout. What? A month or two. Shit,
0: I'm hoping. Yeah. Hoping. Ain't no hoping. This gonna happen. Right. You know
1: what I'm saying? Guaranteed. We'll put them
0: together a little hoop mixtape. Oh yeah, hoopmixtape.com. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, man. I think like when it comes, I was gonna bring up about like environments. It's like, do you think you were How'd you get into fighting? I guess would be my my question. How Um, did you...
1: Really, it was uh, my best friend, Hunter, man. He uh, invited me to come to the cave one day. And this, I think this was January or February was the first time I went. And uh, the first time I went, I didn't enjoy myself really. Um, Just because, uh, I don't know, man, it was, it fucking sucks. Fighting does suck, which is... There's a lot of people that are like, bro, I'm going to come up there. Dah, 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 dah. And they, A, they don't normally. And B, if they come, they come one time because it sucks. Um, but I didn't go to a Monday or Wednesday class, which uh, is with Rudy. Rudy Bears is my coach. And I went about a month and a half later to one of Rudy's classes. And bro, fell in love with it just because Rudy's such a good dude. And he knows so much. shit. He was in Bellator. He dude was a dog and he's just a great person, bro. So I had one practice with Rudy, um, and he was like, Bro, well, you got you got some potential. And he was like, Keep coming back and we'll work and we'll work. And I was like, All right, cool. So I started going consistently and about three or four months into training, he was like, Hey, bro. He's like, uh, I heard that you you might be thinking about the December card. And I was like, Man, yeah, I'm thinking about it, but I didn't want to say shit about it because this was like July or August, probably right. whenever this was happening. And I was like, I didn't want to say nothing to you just because I don't want you to feel oppressed like on me being like, oh, I want to fight. I want to fight because I mean, it's his name, really. It's his gym, So he's putting the fighters on the cards and he, I don't want him to feel pressured like, bro, put me on there. And if he doesn't think I'm ready, then he'd feel like a dick because he'd be like, no, you're not ready. He's like, sounds good, bro. Let's do it. He's like you've been training hard. And he's like you'll be ready. So, uh, bro, I took training pretty serious though. Um, from I'd say ju- late June was when I really started training pretty hard, and uh, I decided I wanted to fight at one forty five, which at the time I was like one hundred and eighty pounds, bro. Jeez. So it was kind of tough to cut all that weight off, and, and that
0: stresses me out in my head.
1: <laughs> yeah, bro. Well, and the crazy thing is, is I made the weight. Um And then that night, I weighed in at 144. And that night, I weighed 168, bro. Jumped up like 20. Yeah, 24. drank four fucking pediolites and ate Halloween's at Twin Peaks. And I've been getting my weight up now because I can, I can <laughs> eat whatever I want. Facts.
0: Yep. I feel it. Nah, and it's like, I think people underestimate the the amount of discipline required to make weight in any fighting oh, sport. Like yeah, dude, the ridiculousness sucks. behind that like like you know in my head okay so for those of you that know or don't know like I'm a personal trainer so I like to read about this shit all the time and like I care about it like when it comes to that part when it comes to like UFC and things I don't really watch the sport that much but I do love watching their behind the scenes training with their coaches and right. stuff like that that's the stuff I'm interested in. So um it kind of like hard. yeah That's the the stuff, exactly um so but what's scary to me is just like how much you have to you guys have to cut or put on in right. in a specific amount of time and it's like it's 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 manageable it can happen but like the amount of discipline. I mean, I, can, I only can, like, emphasize on that.
1: You got to like, completely, gotta be deep, bro.
0: Honestly. You really have to tap in and be so freaking disciplined and not let, like, little quote-unquote what people would call a fuck-ups and, you know, with their food or diet at a certain mm-hmm. time, like, tear you completely down. I feel like people people, like, it's easy for... I'm sure there's fighters who struggle to make weight because, like, they'll F up and then their mentality is not completely there.
1: Yeah, And they're right, just bro.
0: like, boom, and everything go down. They they almost made it to their weight and jumped up 25 pounds, like, randomly because they had a bad week and went and got sad or I yeah. don't know, you
1: know. Well, the thing about amateur is that, technically, you don't have to make weight. Uh, like, my opponent, he didn't make weight, and I could have chose not to fight him because of it. But it makes, it makes you look like shit, man. Like, you gotta make weight. And... Because I mean, it just, it's just—it's like you're weak, bro. Like if you agree, we have a contract that we sign that we have to make a certain weight, and whenever you don't make weight, like I was saying before, it's Rudy's name, mm-hmm. like, and he—he's strict about people making weight. It's like
0: professionalism. It's yeah, bro. It's just, yeah, bro, it's just it's yeah. being
1: professional, exactly. Yeah. And I, I'm always going to make weight. I will never miss weight for nothing, bro.
0: So what did you? What did did you have any like go to? Mind you, before I asked this question. He's a fighter. He does this for for for. Th- he's a fighter. So whatever I get right here as an answer, like you, general population folks that are just day to day trying to lose weight, you know, do some more investigation. Don't just take what he says and run with it for yourself because everybody's different. But in terms of like diet and food, dip, is there a specific thing that you did to like that helped you make weight?
1: Right. Okay. So for people that think lose getting to one forty four, that was for only. 12 hours you'll never be 12 hours and it was all water weight so but I did cut down to about so I was in about four weeks out I was about at like 165 ish Um, and then I just started dieting dieting really heavy to get to about like 155 154 Um, just cutting out most of my carbs and like no games with anything like a lot of egg whites, um, smoothies. I'm sure I woke up Brett like 30, time, 30 times in the past month with the fucking smoothie. Um, I did not. With the blender, <laughs> right. Uh, but yeah, man, it, it sucked. Don't get me wrong, but I mean, it's something you got to do. And then uh, to lose the, what, 54 to 44, that 10 pounds, uh, it was, I threw on a sauna suit um, uh, two hoodies and two sweatpants uh got on the treadmill and ran for about an hour and a half and then sat in the sauna for about two or three hours uh shout out to my boy Noah hellhake who was hanging out with me because you gotta have somebody with you to mm-hmm. doing it or else you're gonna Back. lose your mind bro and like the shitty part was that i cut all the weight off at like 1 30 and weigh-ins weren't until 6 30. So I, I was just sitting there miserable, bro. Like, <laughs> bro, it sucks so bad. It felt like I was dying literally. Um you probably were. <laughs> and uh my boy Angel, <laughs> I mean, my boy Angel. It's very my, possible. my boy Angel drove me to uh weigh ins and I'm just like laying on the on the window, like, oh my god, bro, like I am going to die. Like it's uh, don't get me wrong. But I made weight and
0: and then from there you can jump back up for the actual fight. Yeah, yeah. So gotcha. like I said that
1: night, mm-hmm. I jumped back up to like 65, 67 just from eating wings and drinking Pedialyte. So
0: so again, the amount of discipline I think that's like such a like a, 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 a yes. interesting topic. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but like about it's like an issue especially as like a personal trainer or a strength coach like where we run into general population clients or people who always are looking at professional athletes as their leader for how they're gonna run their life not understanding that health is very individual right. and that base is based off of like what you're trying to do and your goals and what works for your body yeah and then also they miss out on that part that you just explained like literally, First off, yes, it was still hard in terms of food, but you started to get a food cut, or you like the four weeks out, and then the last like ten pounds was water weight, and just like really just cutting out
1: a lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, it's it's literally all discipline, and it's and mental. If it's want, mental. If you really like- want it bad enough, you'll yeah. make it happen, and you'll make it happen.
0: But for you, little general, I, I just want to emphasize one more time. So we don't preach no bad things on this. But anybody, general pop, do not do that to get down to whatever weight you're trying to get down to for, for your personal health, because that's not, that's not, it's not for you. <laughs> it's, it's not for you. <laughs> right. But shout out to all the fighters who have been, you know, have to do that year after year yeah. month after month well not, you know, I'm sure there's off season. Well, the but- thing about it is, is that
1: I think the cutting weight is pretty dumb, man. Like, cause my, my opponent, he did the same exact thing that I did mm-hmm. and he weighed the same amount that I did the night that we fought. Mm-hmm. So it's like, why don't we just fight where we are? Mm-hmm. Like it's just dumb. And like, UFC, like people in the UFC, some people are cutting like 20, 30 pounds. Fact bro, that's of, dangerous. Yeah, some of those docks. That that's is, very dangerous, bro. Very dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like people can die doing that stuff. Fact you, 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 you hear about to... high school wrestlers all the time dying mm-hmm. from trying to cut weight and shit like that. Yeah, you have to like you have to like at
0: least. I think with like professionals as well, we have to understand that they're also being assisted by professionals. So anybody that's dropping 20, 30 pounds, that's just hard as hell. It's dangerous. But like if Conor McGregor is doing that, he has a million dollar dietitian. Well, let's not call it a million dollar. But anyways, he has somebody like a dietitian that's very good at this, watching what he's doing and making sure at least he can kind of stay in the world of safety kind of, kind of. 'Cause I don't really think there's any safety in that at the end of the day. There's which is not safe. Which I'm no. glad they don't make you guys stay at that weight and fight at cause that would be even five hundred percent ridiculous.
1: Cause you literally Well, and <laughs> the main thing about it is whenever you're dehydrating your body like that, your brain like, oh, yeah, can't is function at full capacity. And at you all. can seriously hurt yourself by I mean, bro, when you get hit in the head, your brain is rattling around in there. I know I
0: used to watch this do you remember that show uh sports science? Yeah, but that, that show that was hard. Be, uh, yeah, I ain't
1: gonna lie. Yeah. That show was
0: hard, but I remember watching that when I was younger and they were talking about the amount of force and how much your brain's going to yeah. when you get hit with one shot by. I think they had a who was the who was the, the funny like shit talking black my there's a lot of them. No disrespect to my culture. I love y'all. But anyways, um like Rampage Jackson. There we go. Yeah. They had Rampage Jackson on the show and like they were doing like he punched the dummy and they were like your brain would be going 1000 miles back. Yeah. I'm like, "Damn." Thousand miles per hour, smacking the back of my forehead.
1: He was, a, he hit hard, bro. Was, but that's a, that's the thing about it is, I I argue with people a lot that I, in my opinion, I think that boxing is more dangerous than MMA just because you have like 500 little blows to the head throughout the fight. Like, bro, do you know how much your brain is literally getting thrown around in your head in, yeah. in a boxing match? If We're you just go like pain. this, like you're at a rock show, you probably. Yeah, bro. You'll have a
0: headache after that's for
1: a reason. And MMA, it's shorter rounds, less rounds, and once you, if you get hit and you're getting rocked, like it's over, bro. The Mm -hmm. ref, like, no, this is done. That's why people. It kind of annoys me whenever people are like, "Oh, that's a savage sport." Da 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 da. And it's like you just don't. You're not educated. This this is a art, bro. Like, there's a million different things that can happen, and these refs are trained to. Keep us safe, bro. Now, if they were just throwing two motherfuckers in there without a ref and whoever walks out alive, yeah, yeah, bro, then that, and that that'd be that. That road. is literally,
0: yeah, there's a difference between gladiator fighting and like yeah. from the 500 BC and UFC, and people try to make that comparison as if they're similar all the time. And yeah, so I feel like well,
1: there's been like three boxers this year that have died mm-hmm. from Facts. from I, bites. I, I saw, and I, yeah. to my knowledge, there's no people in MMA that have died. None. Yeah,
0: professionally, I don't. I haven't heard of anything. I mean, I haven't seen anything in the news. I'm sure they would post it immature things yeah. as well. So I haven't seen anything. But I definitely saw two, three. But yeah, you eight, know, they blow that shit up to scare people. Oh yeah, on purpose. Yeah. So for sure, man, that's just crazy, bro. I would say like, I, I, I when I was like a kid was like super into it, possibly when I was older becoming a boxer or UFC fighter, and then like as soon as I hit f Asian, I was like nah. I ain't about that life. Yeah, I, feel. <laughs> I was like, yeah. not for me, <laughs> but I'll it's train not, you though. It's not for everybody, bro. It's
1: I will really definitely not. do your strength portion of the, of, of, of your training, but anything
0: else, you yeah. ain't going to catch me in there sparring with you. Well, though. I got
1: a really good friend named uh, Angel that he's a dog, bro. Like if he actually were to fight, he would be great. Well, yeah, you know, He's like, like, bro, apologize. I don't want to get hit in the head. He's like, fuck that. Like, That's
0: how I was with football. Like, like I know it's different cuz fighting so is probably more head on but like that's how it was with Dude, football, football is just it's dangerous like fight, man. I thought about like w- like one year I played like one year 8th grade and then I like changed my mind I was like yo it was fun and everything I love hitting people and everything right. like that but I was just remember I was like Dude, I'm 13, 14, and this was one, like, this like 10 years ago is when they started really talking about concussions a lot. Like, I I don't know, on the news and movies were coming out and stuff. Uh So, like, I was watching all that at, like, 14, and it's like, in games, I would have, I'd see stars at least eight times, and I wasn't even that aggressive of a football player to be, I might even go up front. And then, so I didn't play for, like, two years. Then when I played again in high school, same thing. Like, in practice, I'd see stars at least three times, and I wasn't even that aggressive of a, Football So if I was mad aggressive, like Devontae Brown aggressive, like out here smacking everybody I see, I'm like, bro, you got to have (laughs) some.
1: (laughs) This sounds wild, but you take the pads and the helmets out of football and Uh, it would be safer because uh, their people aren't leading with their head. Facts, facts, facts. facts. They don't feel like they're
0: full protected, so they're going to slow down. They're not going to come hundred. Like rugby, bro,
1: they're not having the
0: problems. Yeah, they're not having as many. Because they're not leading like a damn ram, bro. That's actual, that's a fact. That's a fact. Because if you think about like how you play tackle football with your homies, like on Sundays when you get older and you go play at Christmas or whatever, you can still smack somebody kind of hard, but you're not gonna like tackle it. You're gonna tackle very it's, in a you're smart way. A
1: whole lot different than you would if you either had a you're like only gonna top.
0: bump them into the shoulder, like a blindside hit. That's when the bigger hits are gonna happen. Right. Besides that, you're wrapping up Wrap and your to the ground. As hard as you can, of course, exactly. but like <laughs> you still wrapping up and doing it like that and you're right. very smart about how you play. When you truck somebody, they're gonna like they're gonna probably they're either gonna dive with your legs like they're supposed to, but in in real football they'd be trying to like lead head to head and shit. So you're that's a big fact actually. But the only reason why I had a hesitancy is cause I remember my stupid ass. I used to like you know how everybody used to wear uh the little under armor pads under their pads? You know what I'm talking about? The under yeah, armor yeah, yeah. under the armor body armor the, or whatever. There we go, the body armor under their pads, even and basketball players wear it, too. I never understood that. But anyways, okay. like, and football, they used to wear that. I used to do it, like, I'm not like not in a badassery way. I just didn't have any money to buy anything like that. Right, and right. I didn't want to wear white tees because it used to leave rashes. So I, I would go with just my skin. My skin, then the pads, like that. Oh, my God. After my senior season, my shoulders for at least six months, I couldn't go above, like, right here. What? And I couldn't go above right here. Just because the constant contact, like skin, like it was basically pads shoulder to shoulder bone, like over and over in the muscle. Oh, like, hell Oh no. my God. I couldn't do like this. It would hurt so bad for at least six to seven months. Finally, it like kind of healed. I don't know if it was from me lifting or what it was, right. but eventually it, it went away and it doesn't bother me anymore at all. But I know the six, seven months after football season, like so like, I didn't even play the full football season because I was a bitch and I quit. So, yeah. so <laughs> hey, all quitters, you're a bitch. But anyways, but I love y'all. Anyways, um... <laughs> So, like, yeah, man, I, like, quit, like, three games four season's over. And then for the rest of the entire – I graduated that semester in December. I stopped playing football in, like, beginning of October. My shoulders hurt until, like, May or June. I was in, like, California just in pain. I was right. just like – Shit was painful, but yeah, you uh
1: you lived in California like three separate times,
0: right? Oh, I go out there so many times so many times, man. It's ridiculous. I've basically like five different times. I went out 2014, like December, like as soon as I graduated that semester. Then I stayed out there until like August or September 2015, and then I came back because whatever issues. Yeah. So then I came back, then I left again in like 2016, came back. 2017 after Ernesto died. And then from, from there, from 2017 until like summer 2018. And then I left again and I stayed out there for a whole entire year and I came back like two months ago. If you guys are enjoying this podcast, like, comment, review. I'm laughing because I told him this was going to happen, but we're about to go on a break. I hope you guys are enjoying it so far. Um, send a the love y'all way and we will be back in just a moment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, so we are back from our break. You know, we had to get a little sip, sip, chop it up about, you know, people who lack a little bit of brain function and, um, you know, get back on a podcast. So we here, bro. So I want to jump into some of the questions I have lined up for you. So we can do a rapid fire. You can answer in depth or you can just answer fast. It doesn't really matter. We can just, we're just, you know, these are just conversation stimulators and some Mm -hmm. things I want to know about you. So. Um, in terms of fighting, what's your favorite striker submission that you like to use in fights or in practice? My favorite
1: submission, um, there's this choke called the Ezekiel Choke. Basically, you put your arm behind the motherfucker's neck, and then you grab your forearm, and basically you're cutting off circulation to their neck, and... I just get that one pretty easy, so I have to Google that. I'd be liking to learn about chokes. You, you want to know what
0: person taught me like mad chokes when we were younger? Or who? I, you got one guess. Like you, you, like a one guess, one guess, white dude, like white dude. You, I don't think you hang out with him anymore, but but like you used to hang out with him a lot in like maybe early high school and
1: like middle school. But Bryce, yeah, Bryce. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. That <laughs> be on his we UFC were, shit, bro. When, bro, bro. when we were little, kids, were little? oh my yeah, god, when we were little kids, he would just was obsessed with UFC fights all, all day. And his <laughs> cousin, bro, his cousin's a legend, bro. Um, he used to fight at my gym, Danny Timms. Um, oh, I didn't even
0: know he was cousin. Yeah, I know. I yeah, know yeah, yeah. He was. Well, a doll, I know him bro. from when I was a kid. He's like my sister's age. Yeah.
1: Fortunately, unfortunately, he made some bad decisions, and you know, life, life. But, yeah.
0: but, but, Bryce used to teach me like all these different types of chokes when we were like fifth, fourth grade. Yeah, It'd be bro. funny. I'd go we over there. In his
1: basement. He'd have all the gloves. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That was so fun. We used to put like the bed down on the ground so we yeah. wouldn't like hit the ground too hard if we slammed each yeah. other or something. I remember like we used to. He would like he'd be like, "Bro, choke me out. I want to see how it feels." <laughs> and then he will be like, "Can I choke you out?" I'm like, "You can't get close. I ain't gonna let you right. actually put
1: me to sleep." But, yeah, the house off Pacific. Yeah, is that that
0: about? I, shoot, I went through two houses. This The smaller one, the one and then yeah. the one by the graveyard. Yeah, but the one by the graveyard, I only spent like that was like me and like I always love Bryce. That was like my childhood best Yeah, but I used to live friend. with him.
1: Like, June, yeah, I, I kind of remember that. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah, so, like, Bryce is my childhood best friend. Like, anytime on, you know how on questionnaires or passwords, they're like, who was your childhood best friend? Like, I always put yeah. Bryce. Like, we don't really kick it for real anymore. but hey,
1: shout out to Bryce, bro. Yeah, That's shout out to Bryce, guy. man. Childhood friends, man. Yeah. You
0: and your moms used to take care of me when I was a young, buck. Like I rock with uh-huh. it. Um, but, yeah, funny thing. I remember, do you remember Jawan? Yeah. yeah. Lil Jawan. Yeah, I think he lives
1: in Milwaukee now or something yeah, like bro, that. Yeah, somewhere
0: random with the M. I know that. It's yeah. definitely with the M. <laughs> But I always loved Jawan. Jawan used to come to school with suits and everything. Uh-huh. I bring him up because I remember, like in middle school, we all, Bryce had like a seventh grade birthday party or something at his yeah. crib. I went over, there and we were all like fighting on like down in the little basin and everything. I I it was that. funny. I remember Jawan got like picked up. Jawan <laughs> he was so small. Right. It was just funny. He was anyways. I'm just remembering people get thrown around in my head right now, but yeah. shit was funny, man. All right, what's your who is not what who is your biggest inspiration? If you have two, like one for fighting and one for life, then you can share that. But in just in general, who's your biggest inspiration Man,
1: I, for fighting? I'd probably say, uh, Tony Ferguson, um, dude just works his ass off. Uh, I'm betting against him though. Me and my boy Zach got a bet. It's a pretty big one. Whenever they fight, he's going to fight Khabib. uh, and I think that's the, the dude that would have a big issue
0: with the, uh, murderer yeah, yeah, I like that
1: guy. Um, and it sounds fucking goofy but Rocky, bro. i watch Rocky movies all the fucking time. That, that shit gets you hype, bro. I'll oh be at the gym. God. Like whenever I'm like literally I'm not in a camp and I'm like trying to hit PRs or shit like that. I'll put on the Bro, the it's real. Bro, you start getting goosebumps. Let's fucking go. Bro. Big facts. Big facts. And then fun. life, probably my dad, bro. He, my dad's just such a good person. Uh we definitely used to butt heads hard, bro, which I was living with Bryce because me, me and my pap, pops didn't get along or whatever. But dude is just such a fucking stand-up dude. Been working at Quintra for 23, 24 years. Wakes up every day at 4 in the morning, goes to work, bro. Dude is Dude's a legend, for real. Consistent. I like it. Yeah. Consistency is key.
0: Yeah. Consistency is key. Man, that's important. I feel like everyone... Has different relations with relationships with their parents, but at some point, except if you just had really bad, bad, bad circumstances yeah. growing up. But at some point, everyone comes to a point where like they like have a deep love for their parents. Mm-hmm. Where they're well, like,
1: bro, "I'm just super blessed because my parents had me when they were seventeen or 18. Young bucks. um
0: yeah, and they're still together, bro. And That's they, bro, they yeah.
1: they were great parents, raised me to be a good man, shit like that. And I didn't understand it when I was a young buck, but. You no, learn when you get older, yeah. shit clicks, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It's so funny how like different, t- like me at 17 and then me at like 22, it doesn't seem like there would be a big difference, but like really there is. And no, we were yeah. sharing that at the beginning of the podcast where you were like, yo, at 17, I treated people like this right now. It's like so much, I'm so surprised about yeah. how I interacted with people. And it's like funny because like little 17 year olds we run into at the store, like because we know them, they might be our friends, little brothers, or we might just know them. Sometimes we got a little hungry right. or whatever. And like, we're we'll like, bro, you gonna change? Or we'd we'll be like, man, you yeah, funny, bro. bro. If, bro like,
1: 17 year old me, Matt, 23 year old me, I'd probably be like, yo, that dude's a buster. <laughs> he's like a bitch. But I just, bro, I grew up. You know what yeah, I'm it saying? it happens. Like, it's good though. And you, I mean, you still got those people that are doing the same thing we were doing when we were 17. 17. It's like, bro, it's time to grow up, dog. Yeah. Got,
0: and, and the important thing about that is like, do you really think that you got some true friends, if your friends that really are your homies ain't letting you know? Like, it's been so difficult, but things that I like, I just got to keep it a buck with people. people. Right. Why don't you hang out with me anymore? Why are you always at well, yeah, I'm bro. like, bro, look. We're on, on different bro. ways. We're it's on different love. wavelengths. It's still love, but, like, to be honest with you, you need to be here, I think. And, like, you know what I'm saying? I think you're holding yourself back, and I can't be around yeah. that energy.
1: Bro, the biggest thing I preach is you are who you hang out with. Facts. Show me your five closest up. friends, I'll
0: show you your future. One of the most cliche sayings, yeah. but the most powerful. It's so true,
1: bro. Because, yeah. I mean, if you're surrounding yourself with losers, you're going to be a loser.
0: Facts. You know what I mean? In anything, in life, in all life activity, sports, business, yeah. if you're on the team you know what, you know how I knew somebody was going to be a terrible athlete or not make it, like make it out is if they were good, like, like technically, like yeah. athletically, they were yeah, good, but, now. but on the field, they hung out with like the four like, non hardworking working motherfuckers or bad yeah. or in school, they hung out with like kids that were wild. And I'm like, damn, that's unfortunate. Cause I already know what path you're going there. Mm-hmm. And, so be it I'll, i saw yeah, bro, i can I mean, see in my very you, visual yeah, eyes you
1: knew me when i was like 15 16 you know the shit i was on yeah man i moved away from a, a lot of stupid shit so you
0: have to you got to separate yourself and in that into and before you can grow at yeah. the end of the day straight up man and you either do it young or you do it older you never do it those mm-hmm. are like your three options you either
1: do it young yeah. which that's is crazy. crazy whenever i meet people that are like 55 they're still on that bullshit i'm like oh you- You're supposed to be retired in a couple years. You ain't even got a savings account. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? You don't even know what Bank of America is. (laughs) For real. Big facts. Speaking
0: of like finances, retirement, that's like one thing that I've been like getting super into. It's just figuring out like how can I create generational wealth so for those of you who hear this term a lot but don't exactly know what it means it's exactly what it sounds like if we look at any family and we're like oh that kid came from money and we like to like downplay we like to talk bad about people who come from money look if somebody comes from money and they're respectful and kind why are you hating on them bro like That should be your goal for your family. Like you should respect what their parents or grandparents or great grandparents did. Whoever know, whoever started the the life of wealth, whoever started that, you should respect that and want that for your own family, not hate on it. Don't you feel like people that are always hating? Oh, they come from money or us. See,
1: it's easy to think that way because someone is up here and you feel like you're looking up on them. So like, it's almost like a a defense mechanism. Like you're hating because you're like, fuck, I'm down here, bro. mm -hmm. But like you said, if they're cool and shit, then to be an waiting. inspiration at, at the yeah. end of the
0: day. It's just like one thing I've been like really trying to get into is just like, what are like the most, the best ways to build wealth for not just me, not just me and my, whoever ends up being my girl, not just me and whoever ends up being my kid, but they kids and they kids and create a cycle. Cause it's a mindset cycles are like a huge, like, like negative cycles are such a huge thing in certain communities where like Okay, first time, like, that, they, they, their great-grandparent, you know, one of their parents passed away. Then that parent had a difficult time raising raise the kid in a bad way or didn't yeah. know how to take care of them They raised up. They think it's okay to, that they can make a single, too, because, like, they, you know, their parent made a single or whatever. Then they try going single with their or, like, start dating somebody bad and then bring that energy and thing. And then it becomes a cycle. And they kids think that it's okay to date somebody like this and they didn't like this. It doesn't always and, work that and, way, and,
1: but, but a good percentage and, of the time exactly. is their parents are doing something you're going to be walking those footsteps. Yeah, in
0: exactly. And it doesn't always have to be that like that. And that's 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 because people empower themselves and take action.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but I feel like it's like, yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like, there's constant cycles and it's like, how are you going to break the cycle? I don't have too many, I don't have like negative cycles like that of like, like you know, oh, constantly people treating people bad or drugs or anything yeah. like that. But in terms of like wealth and like being good with money and building like, you know, Setting my next, the next family up for fail, for success, Yeah, I feel like that hasn't happened in my family like cycle so far. So it's like, I want to change the narrative and be able to make sure my great grandkids is good and build something so that you don't have to rely on nobody else. Right. And then they can expand upon, expand upon, expand, expand, expand. I don't know the correct vocabulary word, but, you know, if they have a business that they can work at when they're 17, that we own as a family, and then they build well through working through our business, our family business, and they start their own business yeah. to, you know, so they can be independent, and they build that for their grandkids, and then you know it just go like that constantly and constantly. Next thing you know, it's 2091 or maybe later, say, 3,000, 3,001 or whatever, right, right. and my great, great, great grandkids is living good because I started to have it now in 2020. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
1: So, I feel like... Well, bro, if you work hard, you're going to do okay, especially with our generation of people, man. Ain't too many motherfuckers out there ready to work.
0: So it's like,
1: if you're ready to do it, you're going to make money. And one thing I've been focusing on lately is, I mean, I make decent money at my job. Um, I'm a bartender, but I know that that's not going to last forever because whenever I have a family, I can't be at the bar until three in the morning, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I'm going to have to eventually figure something out, man, which is a little scary right now just cuz I'm I'm about to hit 25, bro. I'm 23. That number scares me a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if I uh 28, I want to have shit figured out so I got a little bit of time. But thinking about what I want to do with my life, bro, is it's stressful. Stressful, bro. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I could bartend forever and I mean, make a good living, but it's not it's not good to have a family and all of that. It's like just look, being bro, something about being a 45, 50 year fifty-year-old bartender kind of sounds. Rubs like, you off, rubs you the wrong yeah. way a little <laughs> You know what I mean? Like it's just weird. I feel
0: like
1: having a job is like the
0: first step, but again, like when when I think of say I am like a bartender, this is like how I think about it. So it's just like I am a bartender. It's like I am making good money. It's like okay, with this money, I can take care of my family. I can take care of myself. I can pay my rent. I can right, eat. Right. I can pay my bills. But what more like what more can I do? So it's like, okay, I can also like we were talking about earlier, like get into real estate investing. So if I have, you know, a little, you know, I'm doing well with my money. I work a couple extra overtimes. I use it smartly. I might spend a while now. I might be able to save up five thousand by the end of the year. Right. I have my wife. She might save up three. Dude, that sounded bad already. Six thousand. <laughs> shout out to all you women. I wasn't about to try to put you lower than me, but like, my bad. <laughs> you see, I was about to. hear what I was about to say. I said five thousand, and then my wife made three thousand. That was about to sound bad. But um, yeah, so say my wife make five thousand. I make five thousand. Like saved up at the end of the year, we have ten thousand. We have a you know our neighbors that are our best friends. They had ten thousand. We put that money into a pool. We invest in some real estate. Real estate, we start making, you know, obviously there's a lot that goes into that, but like, you know, you got your little crib, you're renting out a multi unit, people, you're getting $500 cash flow in total, like from this place. You yeah. buy another, you take that money out of that, you use it from heat to buy another spot. Then you use that, and you're making a thousand out of this place yeah. every month. And then you make, say, so you, After 10 years, you have 10 spots that you're running or more if you did really well. You never had just one income. Yeah, exactly. Always diversifying your income streams and then finding ways to reinvest that and then just, again, create that generation wealth. Now, if I own this property, I own this property, I own this property, and I die, now my son owns this property, this property, and this property.
1: That takes sacrifice, bro. Oh, a
0: lot of sacrifice. But the thing about it is mm
1: -hmm. that people don't want to make the sacrifice because people are like, oh, I'm so broke. I can't save any money. It's crazy how much money you think like you don't realize you can save. Like some of my real I mean, just because I've been training so much lately that I don't do nothing, bro. I come home, make my little eggs and why and play the game, bro. And before I was getting like a bunch of tattoos and gambling, I was broke, bro. And I literally just like took a break from gambling and Stopped doing everything and like, bro, it was like made my head spin how much money I was saving. I'm like, what the fuck? I was like, how? I had no clue I was spending so much and it just made me sick to think about how much money I was just wasting. And then after that, I stopped eating out as much because bro, I was eating out for every meal, basically, like, and that shit adds up because I mean, Real I'm facts. a bartender, bro. I tip people, you know. Facts. So it's like I <laughs> spend twenty five bucks per meal, three times a day. That's seventy five bucks.
0: And you don't even notice it because you, don't you feel even like you got bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And you're like, I gotta eat. So <laughs> yeah. So you
0: so you, so you level that playing field because you go to
1: the grocery store. That goes hundred bucks goes a long way. A
0: long way, store. especially if you sing. Shout out to Audis. Yeah. And. Especially, especially if you single, my you, you don't have to take care of no your, your kid or you like anybody else in your family yeah. and you by yourself and you're broke. Right. I can't talk because I'm broke. But <laughs> but that's also my choice because I've decided that I didn't want to work a job the past couple of months because I wanted to try to figure out some other stuff. But, yeah. you know i'm gonna get on that but again like if you single, well, it's not like
1: you haven't
0: been doing nothing. oh yeah no no i mean i'm busy i'm doing right. my thing trying to grow but at the same time like if you're single and you got some you can save some bread my g oh, yeah. if you're going if you're living in an apartment that costs two thousand dollars a month if you're living at one light downtown just because you're happy that you have some bread and you're like now nah, i don't have that much bread move <laughs> back to independence. <laughs> Get Like I understand certain people's mindsets and anything. You don't want to be back in the same space you grew up in. But if you're really tripping about your money, move back to a place that costs $800 a month for a rent. Get a roommate that can take the other 1000 yes. Bring somebody in to stay on the couch to take $300 off. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? Figure it out. If you keep eating out every day, go to Aldi's, buy food. Instead of spending $100 in four days on going out to eat and then buying $75 of groceries to eat the next three days. Right. So now you spend, $175, just spend $100 for the week and eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many different ways we can save money and level up in terms of, like, building our capital so that we can invest in other things. But we really just have to focus on it at the end of the day. It's like, again, sacrifice and making the bro.
1: That's why, like, I mean, people that come from other countries here, they excel because they are like, oh, it's this easy here to start a business and do all this shit? Brother, they kill it they kill it because they come from a place that they're not as fortunate as where there's not
0: opportunities like that. yeah mm-hmm.
1: and it's we just take shit for granted bro like, and we, and really we can't blame, we can't i
0: can't blame anybody for that but you do have to realize that and switch it up mm-hmm. so it's like there I, I don't see a fault in that happening or you having that mindset but i do see a fault of you sticking to that mindset because mm-hmm. i understand you grow up in a certain situation that's all you know so you're not like over here thinking like oh that in certain countries that just because you, you come from this village, you come from here or because the the, the uh, government or the, the climate or the financial climate in your country is not popping, you can't start a business. Like you actually can't. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we're in America. I post this on Instagram. Growing up in America like provides so many opportunities that other places in the world. I wish I could just pull it up right now. Maybe I'll say it later. But yeah, it basically just provides you with so many opportunities that other people don't have so it's like yeah. you can be poor in america but you still have the opportunity yeah. to get out of that whereas in another country like in tanzania i have brothers and i have I just have a sister that just moved to America now. And one of her things that she says to me every day that I talk to her, I'm like, do you like America? How are you feeling here? Because she hasn't even been here for a year yet. So I want to check and make sure my sister's good. So I'm like, how do you like America? She's like, I'm just so happy to be working because there's no jobs in Africa. Well, in Tanzania, Mm -hmm. there's no jobs. Like you can go to school, you can go to college and still really not have any jobs to work. Or the job you get is only paying you like $3, you know what I'm saying, a day or something Mm -hmm. like that. And that's a reality. And so it's like when you come to the States or like growing up in the States just has this special opportunity where no matter what circumstances, no matter what environment you come from, you have the option and opportunity to make something out of your life. And this is one of the only countries on earth that you can do that. And that's why America is great. America is not great because of this other bullshit people will be talking about. Yeah, we can talk about that for days, days, but I ain't even going to get on that topic. But like, that is one of the reasons America is great. You know, like there's a lot of reasons America is great. There's a lot of reasons America is bad, but if we're to focus on America's greatness. Oh, that yeah, is I mean, one of the you, amazing if you look things look about America. The country
1: and weigh the bads and goods.
0: We yeah. get a whole lot of oh, goods and bad. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Like shout out to America. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, it's just like take advantage of life at the end of the day. It's like we have so many things that we could do in this life, especially growing up in the states. It's like figure it out. You know what I'm saying? Right. Figure it out. It sounds kind of a uh, unempathetic or yeah, whatever you call it. Like, lack of empathy when you're yeah. like, just figure it out. But it's such a reality. At some point, you have to say that. Yeah. At some point, you can be loving and sweet and caring for a while. At some oh, point, you got to tell yourself to figure shit out. that
1: annoys me is people playing the victim card. Like, when they're like, oh, I can't make any money. Like, my, my boss did this. And like, they're complaining about problems that happen with them. And yeah, sometimes people deal with some bullshit. That is real, yeah. But... A lot of times, sometimes people just make shit up to make it an excuse. So somebody can show them some love. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, just like the same people we were talking about with the diet, like Mm -hmm. people saying they want to lose weight or whatever, and they just make excuses. They're like, I got a slow metabolism. I got, da da da. da. It's like, bro, if you want to make shit happen, you can.
0: Facts. And there's no way around that. Yeah. (laughs) There's no way around that. You got to have the
1: confidence and believe in yourself to do shit.
0: Mm hmm. Big facts. And I mean, yeah, I kind of, it's, it's stress, like, that's one thing that like stresses me out at the end of the day is like people who really play that, that mentality to the fullest. Uh-huh. There's a level where it, there's like a level or a place of like where it's factual, like they really aren't at bad situation They really are been tra- treated badly or something right what it can be many different things whether you're a woman whether it's your color skin whether your boss is the actual dickhead whether your co-workers really are trying to conspire against you like there's a, there's a lot of bad things that are true but you can't stay there one of my favorite quotes says you don't dr- drowning doesn't happen because you fell in the water it happens because you stayed there it's like And obviously, you don't know how to swim, and so you had to stay there. But at the end of the day, like, you don't drown because you fell or because you're underwater. You drown because you stay there. Right. And it's like, you can be underwater, but what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. (laughs) You have a choice. You have
1: a choice. Yeah. You know, it's like,
0: are you going to just... I saw something
1: yesterday. It was like, being poor is hard. Being rich is hard. Choose your heart. It's like... For real. (laughs) Facts. And, And not even rich is in a financial sense, bro. Like, if you can have people around you that care about you and you got you can pay your rent and you ate today I think you're rich bro. Facts. A lot of people would love to be
0: in your situation.
1: And if I wanted to bro like I could buy a plane ticket right now and go wherever the fuck I Mm -hmm. want. It's crazy. Facts man. Which I don't do. I want to start doing more of that. Yeah yeah. dabble here and there. Yeah but I just I don't do it enough man. But it's crazy to know that you can literally if I want to I'll go to Vegas right now. Facts and like the, the at the end of the day, you have to like really just
0: evaluate what your like core values in life are. What do you want to experience? What do you really care about? Like, are you an uh, experience based person? Are you a money based person? Are you a family love based person? Yeah. Some people are happy working like what in my head is like a, in my head, it could be a dead end job in somebody else's head. They're fine with that dead end job, or whether they they're raise money because it. they can afford everything. They're grateful for what they afford. They can take care of the family, and they have love around them, so they're happy. Right. And if you are happy, happiness is the 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 definition of being rich. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you are a fully there's a
1: lot of rich financially rich people that are sad.
0: bro. Me and um the last podcast guest we were talking about this. Like, think about we can name like so many people, but I'm gonna name two right off the bat who everyone probably thought were the happiest people on earth and were really rich. Anthony Bourdain, who, if you don't know who he is, he used to travel the world to thousands of different beautiful countries and places to try different foods and make like shows about it. Like imagine eating so many different types of food. Dave Chabelle just had a skit about it. Right. And Dave Chabelle just had a skit about it. And it's like, bro, we would never think that person's unhappy. That that man was was unhappy. He took his own life. And who else can we talk? Uh, I feel bad for forgetting his name, but who played Bionic Man or who played Mrs. Doubtfire? Really sweet. Dude. Uh, Robin Williams. Robin Williams. Yeah. One of the nicest, at least visually when you look on TV, one of the nicest, sweetest souls. Right. Great actor. Everyone loved him. He was not happy. Uh-uh. Like, this just should. these are two directives. and there's millions of examples yeah. of rich people that have taken their lives or are depressed or that will never take their life because they don't believe in that but are still depressed right. and super depressed. You just, like, don't know, you just don't know, so you really have to value happiness not from a standpoint of wealth, but like really just evaluate what well, happens at the seen, end of the day, evaluate what happiness means to you. Yeah, have dude. you
1: seen the statistics between uh, male and female suicides? Mm-hmm. I think it's something ridiculous. It's like for every 20 something dudes to kill himself. Only one female does. Mm. That's crazy to me, bro. And it's probably just because going back to the toxic, toxic masculinity, you can't even like, you talk Brush about your, your feelings, feelings or anything. You you sound like an army, yeah. So it's like, man, if you ever need somebody to talk to, I'm always about it. Just because I've had plenty of friends take their life because they probably just felt like there was no way out. Like, bro, that, that makes me sick to my stomach. Knowing that somebody's living in a situation that they think that's the only way out. You facts. know what I
0: mean? They're literally imprisoned in their own mind and don't think that there's yeah. any way to, like, no, there's no key. They just yeah. really don't believe there's a key. Yeah, man, that's really, that's really powerful. And, like, also, shit, facts on both sides. Y'all can hit up, y'all can hit up Jason Lines. y'all can hit up Collis. If y'all have any of us on social media, if y'all ever need somebody to talk to, reach out. And, not that this is the focus of that, but for those of you who don't want to be that person, you should try to be that person. Try to be that person who people feel comfortable reaching out to. Mm-hmm. And if not for them, which it should always be for them in my humble opinion, but if not for them, I promise you, I promise you, when you serve another human being, you will feel great.
1: Unless you're like a sociopath yeah, or something. Yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> that's but, unless, facts, yeah. Well, people are meant to do good,
0: man facts like you you will feel better i promise you you'll feel good and everyone does things kind of some people be are nice unconsciously they might like let somebody it could be like the most quote-unquote like violent person you know who you're like damn i don't really like being around them because they're too aggressive and mean and rude and talk bad about people behind their back but you might see them do something where they let somebody cut them in line because they have less stuff that's like somebody that's your like self unconsciously letting you know that you enjoy being of service and that it feels good. Yeah. They did that for a reason. So it's like, if you do that more and you open yourself up to like, like just being able to be there for people and and don't like try to define it as I don't want to be listening to people's problems. That's not it, man. You're just trying to save a life dog. At the end of the day, you're just mm-hmm. trying to show love to another human being who's going through tests that you're going through. Right. You might know how to handle it. They may not. So if people aren't, unfortunate situations and you can help them out why not yeah you know what i'm saying for sure so it's a it's a powerful thing man it's a powerful thing i hope you guys are enjoying this podcast so far you already know what the deal is man comment review like the only way for this podcast to grow, or grow is if you leave a review if you're listening to this on apple podcast it's so easy to leave a review all you got to do is press the amount of stars you felt five four three two one i know it ain't a one because i am not your son and I had to make that rhyme, so I don't know why it's just kind of fun. And sometimes I go dumb. So, anyways, we'll stop there. But um, let me ask you two more questions, man. When you die in 95 years, For you know real? when you die in 95 years, inshallah, which means God willing. Um, <laughs> who do you want to be remembered as? What do you want your legacy to be?
1: Oh, damn, that's a deep question, bro. Uh man, just a good person. Uh, someone that's known for always being there for somebody, a good dad. That's the main thing. I want to be a good husband, good dad. Uh, just like my pops. Yeah, man, just a good dude. If you powerful,
0: shout out to you, man. Especially about the husband and kids part because people underestimate the importance of the family unit. In oh, terms, very of, important. In terms of. Like even
1: outside of them, but to society. Well, like, bro, yes. Like I mean, That's important to me is mm-hmm. I'm sending, if I have three kids, three people into society, and they better act right. Fair. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because there's some people out here that are acting a fool because they were raised by fools, mm-hmm. who were probably raised by fools, who were raised by fools. Again, back to the cycle. Yeah. yeah. So, man, I'm just, like I said, I'm blessed to have the family I do, and they raised me right. So my kids are going to get raised right.
0: You have one sentence that you're gonna write down on a piece of paper that your great-great-great-grandkids are gonna read. It's a piece of advice. What is it gonna be?
1: Yeah. Follow your dreams. And with that,
0: ladies and gentlemen, thank y'all for tapping in today with Kyle Stutzer and Jason Lyons. And man, we just appreciate y'all listening, man, at the end of the day. It's love. Leave your social media uh, if you if you know when your next fight is or if you know if you want people to come train or something, just leave some yeah. leave some you know somewhere for people to find you, man. I
1: uh oh, yeah. real Jason Lyons on Twitter. Uh, I think it's JBird underscore 139 on Instagram. Uh April will be my next fight, I think. Not for sure. Uh my fight in February. Don't know yet kind of want to take the winter off to eat and drink as much alcohol as I can. <laughs> so, yeah. Vibes. Vibes.
0: With that being said, go follow him, and then you won't even have to worry about missing his next fight because it will be posted on all social media platforms when that time comes. And, yes, sir, man. Appreciate I appreciate your time, up. man. Yeah. Bless.